Diet episode 48. Tonight we're talking about diets and depression. (laughs) Not really. Well, sort of mood and depression, yeah. Mood. Okay. I think mood's the easier. The mood you feel. Okay. Um, Before we get into that, like always, we're going to go over some food we've been eating and recap our personal lives because we're a little self-centered and like to do that. Right. Yeah. Sure. Okay. There's a couple. Well, yeah. So you seem a little tired tonight. I'm. I'm with it. I'm waking up. Okay. Do you need a obligatory shot? <laughs> no. <laughs> the worst word ever. Yeah. Um. But anyways, it's summertime, and we thought we'd be banging out like two podcasts a week, but turns out we have a lot to do in the summer. Coming up on a year, so. Yeah. So we got to get some done, but we got a lot going on. Um. We're flipping this house. Jimmy tiled a bathroom all day today. And I actually got a babysitter to watch Bob so I could help paint during the day. And it was some grueling hard work, man. I know. Trust me. Sweat equity. Nice. Sweat equity. It looked good, though. I checked out your work. Yeah. Well, I need to repaint it. Yeah. Need some second coats. Yeah, it does. Um, The gray is showing through. If you guys are wondering. The hallway, too. Yeah. I didn't even get to the hallway. But um, this house that we bought... It's a total gut kind of job. So we're painting and tiling and floors and ceilings, the whole darn thing. And that was. Calling the city on a pile of pit bullshit next door. Yeah. Okay. So. (laughs) Get into um, that. The neighbors have like four or five pit bulls. And um, I like. They live in the backyard in kind of like makeshift tents, kind of. They're like cages covered by tents, I think, yeah. to keep uh, code enforcement from being able to. Oh, well, let's call code enforcement on that. That's or what they did. That's what we did. It's but they have to be able to visually see. That's the a rule. Violation, yes. Oh well, is it a violation to keep a dog outside? No, but to have shit and lawnmowers and all this other stuff laying all over the place. Okay. Even the guy next door said that his truck cap in his backyard he's was had an it issue. On. Yeah, that's interesting. So this house that we're redoing, to the left of it is this like beautifully kept house that the yard is manicured like you know a golf course, and then to the right of it there are a bunch of pit bulls in the backyard, and it's just very questionable. So someone called the city on that, and um. So, yeah, Jimmy, you had to get... Yeah, it's also like a broken down food truck, a Buick from like the 70s. Right. Garbage everywhere. You could picture, you could paint a picture of what this looks like. But, um, Jimmy, you got called to let them into our property so they could go into their property or get a look at it? Yeah, to try to get a better angle at them. They can't step onto my property to peek at what's going on under these tents unless I give them permission. Well, but here's the moral dilemma on this is that these are all pit bulls. These are all veteran, like, are not veteran. (laughs) These are all senior pit bulls. Um, If code enforcement or animal control comes in there and says these animals can't be here, they're going to go to the pound and, you know, dun, dun, dun. Yeah, that's that's a tough one. We face that with our neighbor's dog, too. Right, not that they're living the best life ever right now, but they're living so i don't know that's a tough i don't know how i feel about that especially i mean we live in a pretty big city so it's not like these aren't going to get adopted into nice homes like i mean there's a chance i think by calling 
if maybe that just scares the owner into doing something exactly and if it doesn't then you know they're probably what suffering constantly anyways do you think i don't know i peek over there i say hi i'm saying if if your owner regardless if it's them or someone else isn't motivated by the threat of their dogs being taken away Uh because of you know mistreatment right and the dogs probably are being mistreated yeah and not taken care of okay but you thought they were involved in dog fighting which is well, more prevalent five or six pit bulls under a tarp in hiding yeah but you also have to consider that running around in their own feces this um this side of town pit bulls are like a status symbol like it's like oh i've got this big dog in my backyard like don't mess with me so I don't know if it's like you also thought our neighbor was a fighter. And if Blake, so we've got a neighbor dog who is a pit bull and it's like the most gorgeous pit bull ever. It's like that gray blue. He's just, his head is 30 pounds. He's gigantic. (laughs) He's just, he's gorgeous and he's crazy. But um, when he came to our neighbor's house, he had like cuts on him and looked like bite marks and stuff. But he, he had to have been the worst dog for fighting because he's a he's a baby. Yeah, he's the biggest baby. There's they're sweetheart. Some of them. Oh my gosh, he's so <laughs> submissive. Like in an instant. Like my Labradoodle, who's just this goofy dog that's also does not have a bad bone in his body. He just wants to play. He's scared to death of my dog, which is hilarious. Yeah, I don't think pit bulls are by nature any different than any other dog. No, they just are physically capable yeah. of stuff that other dogs Do you think aren't. If Sam was in like a fighting ring, he could have been trained to be a fighter. I don't know. Like I, he wouldn't not obviously he's not he doesn't have the killing power of a pit bull. You know what? No. Uh yeah, like does he have he doesn't have like the jaw strength that Blake yeah, has. Yeah, but all that aside, just like the, Would he be a killer? The psychological like can you do that to any no. dog? Can you make it? Well, obviously, you couldn't with Blake, but. Right. No, I don't think so. Or do you think pit bulls are more prone to be more aggressive? Fight and. No. I, I think I think that's an environmental thing. Um, I think Sam has a mixture of like a deer in him, and deer seem rather docile. Well, he does like to hunt. He does, poorly. but you know what? When, first of all, he's never caught anything in his life. So great hunter, Sam. Um, <laughs> but he did one time, uh, like a baby bird was on the ground. And he, I was on a walk with my friend and he put the bird in his mouth. And I, like, we both were like, oh my God, don't, blah, blah, like freaked out. And he dropped the bird. The bird didn't die. So he had the entire bird in his mouth and dropped it. And then he looked up at me like guilty, like what was I doing wrong? So Long story short, I don't think Sam could possibly hurt, <laughs> Not a like hunter. actually hurt something if he's putting down a baby bird gently enough that it lived through his jaws. Uh, Anyways, well, yeah. So what have, what have we been big, eating? Yeah, let's talk about food. Um, so it's summertime. We've been eating out a lot, but that uh, for dinner time. But for breakfast and lunch, we've been hanging out at home. And um, last summer, I would have made a joke about that. Eating out. Sorry, a go lot. ahead. Oh, I get it. <laughs> Ha, ha, ha. Anyways. Um, oh, what's happening to Lisa? Go back to episode 20. Oh, I'm Just sorry. Kidding. What do you want me to do? I got a child upstairs, a child in me, and I can't get drunk. I'm the I lamest say, I could ever be currently. I I'm went, also in pain at all times from being pregnant. I went backwards because if you do listen to this podcast, newer episodes, you haven't heard the old ones, mm-hmm. I almost would say don't. 
But one through probably, I don't know, I think it was around 15 or 16, I listened to a really good one. Yeah. And I went back to like eight or nine and it was, yeah, it was just we were just cut. out of control. You were just... Just being drunk. And yeah. Every other word's like... The F word. This person's a vegan. <laughs> like, oh. On today's show, we have... And you were like my hype man. Every time I said something, you'd be like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but anyways. We didn't know what we were doing. Okay. I mean, I can bring a little of that back, but... <laughs> It's hard being pregnant. Stay tuned for November episodes. Yeah, Lisa's right. This going to be off the rocker. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> get kicked off of iTunes. Speaking uh, of that, give us a rating on iTunes if you could. Yeah, okay. We'd appreciate that. Anyways, um, so we live in Columbus, Ohio, and some places around Columbus, Ohio that have been doing a lot of great vegan things. One, um, I went to Bottoms Up Coffee uh, on the west side, like my local coffee place. And Tofu Louie's got a great Reuben that he's been selling there, um, like kind of like in a to-go um, sandwich thing. And they're so good. We Like the moment you learned that these sandwiches were at this coffee shop, I ran over there and got some. So Bottoms Up Cafe has vegan food. Um, what else? I went to Payaya. I don't know. I don't even know what these places It's off of 5th Avenue in Grandview. It's a meatball place, and can you pay attention to me? What yeah, you, I'm looking at stuff. What are you looking at? What episode Tofu Louie was on? No, will you listen? That's unimportant. Just engage with the person talking to you. Okay. Anyways. Well, keep in mind, a lot of people listen to this outside of Columbus, Ohio. Well, but it's cool to know in Columbus, Ohio. Anyways, this place off Fifth Avenue, it's like, hey, I, I can't pronounce it by Moretti's and I got their vegan meatball and um it was more like a falafel and marinara sauce it was pretty good um what's what a else? falafel falafel it's like a greek thing it's like a garbanzo beans mixed it was just more like beany i don't know it was good um speaking of that kind of food i our last episode was about vegan kids and i just made a veggie burger kind of like a veggie burger that my son Bob has really been getting into. And it's a really good recipe for anybody out there that doesn't know what to feed their kid, like protein especially, because that's always the concern. But I blended up some like red kidney beans in a food processor with walnuts and nutritional yeast and peanut butter. And then I think Mm. I put some barbecue sauce or ketchup in there. I forget which. And, um, some other spices, nothing, I didn't make it spicy because obviously I don't want to do that to my child. But, uh, and then I took that out, that like mixture and mixed it with um, oats, like old fashioned oats. And I think that was it. And I, like turned them into like a little patty and then baked them. And Bob's just been going ham on them. He's getting a lot of good stuff. Yeah. Like I put like flaxseed in there. I think I put some chia seeds in there. I mean, in veggie burgers, you can really hide a whole bunch of stuff, so I did. Well, in the UK... Is read, that from your research you just did while no, I was speaking? No, but I did read an article recently. A 1 in 12... And it was, I don't know why this we didn't see this before. Um, people in the UK are raising their kids vegan. Well, good job, UK. 1 in 12. Yeah, that's, that's insane. That's pretty prevalent. And I guess 13% are vegetarian oh. kids. Oh, good. Yeah. Um, well, that veggie burger ish recipe i don't know it was it seems like it's gonna be like a a staple in our household because like i'd make bob like some tempeh or something and uh 
you don't know, you'd have to like drown it in ketchup or barbecue sauce for him to eat it. So this is a little bit more, I don't know, he gets into it. So It's not messy, that's why I like it. Super messy. The veggie well, burger? It's easy to like pick up. Yeah. I don't like when you give him like bananas and things that's... smothered in sauces. <laughs> that's just, I don't understand. Like, first of all, you're just a man, so you just don't get it. But do you want me to spoon feed our child for the rest of his life? No, for a little while. No. <laughs> he's capable. He literally is capable of eating a banana by himself. Therefore, he's going to. But he walks around with it. That's just... part of learning to be a person. That's our job. Let's get fundamental here. Our job is to send our child out on his own so that he can like be on his own. Eventually. He just turned one. If I wouldn't like He's able to hold a banana. Giving like James, a nine-year-old, a banana without a peel on it to walk around. Oh, my God. Are you serious? This- okay. <laughs> That'll be a conversation in another therapy session soon. <laughs> Say it. It gets sticky and messy, and then he touches Kids everything. Kids are sticky and messy. That's I guess. The, they just are. Well, I can't complain. You clean up. Why so. don't you, you cut up? James, the nine-year-old, a banana. I'm going to give the one-year-old a straight-up okay, banana. Here's a fork. or Hold it in its peel. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> well, you just don't get it. You're a guy. Sorry. I don't mean to be sexist, but you just... Just differences between men and women. Just are. Um, anyways, so what else have we been eating? Oh, I made some pizza. That was really good, right? Just look at me. <laughs> I'm looking at our notes. Um, I made a pizza. Yeah, I really contact. I, I like your pizza. And um, the your wheat crust. You yes, made by yourself. Whole wheat crust. So I use a different um, yeast. It was like a pizza yeast instead of like regular yeast, and so it was like quick rising, and um, turned out really well. I like like. You can go to a pizza store and go a pizza store, a pizza like joint <laughs> and um, pick up a the crust. Like if you go in there and you ask just for the pizza dough, they'll give you one. And it's usually like a dollar or cheaper. And that makes for a very easy, fast uh, meal. But I like making my own crust or pizza dough because no one ever offers whole wheat dough. So this was whole wheat dough. And it definitely has a more whole wheaty flavor, you know. You can't get around that. But it was good, right? Yeah, I prefer a whole wheaty flavor. Yeah. I put I told you I put it on Instagram and Daya Cheese liked it. Oh, Shout famous. out. Yeah, it'd be nice if they like reposted, reposted it, it or something. <laughs> they have a bazillion followers. Yeah. You're that was get cool. Your, follow Lisa's Instagram. Yeah, do get that. Get that up. number up. Okay. You know Come what? on, man. I'm, all right. Whatever. Um, what else have we had? We caught all the mice. Any, any input? No, we didn't. Oh. There's one. More. <laughs> so, moving away from food now, uh, on to live animals. Oh, wait, no. Your what? banana cream <gasps> was... Stop the presses. freaking real. That's the last thing we'll talk about with food. So, we talked about pizza and Rubens and going out to eat, but... Oh, we also went to High Bank Distillery, which has a bunch of vegan options. Side note. Um, new in Grandview. It's like a like a liquor place, right? Yeah. Anyways. So um, on Saturday, we had our house was on the home and garden tour in our neighborhood. So weirdly enough, like 430 people came through our house on Saturday. Weird. Yeah. 
like it just a steady stream for like four hours or four or five hours i forget um of people coming in just checking out our house which was like super cool like a dream of mine but also like a weird i don't know it was weird when it was done i was like that was really bizarre that all these people came into my house i loved it it was like cool i got so many compliments you know that really they call it the unexpected home and garden tour because we're in like a community that it's has surrounded. A lot of, yeah, it's a lot of old homes too that aren't necessarily. They're all kind of crunched into like uh, you know, we're, we can see the downtown area. We're that close, but it's not like a big lavish subdivision. Yeah, what? I'm trying to th- like like German Village or something like. That's like a city. Yeah, there's a place. Oh yeah, we're just a neighborhood. Yeah, we're just a, we're just a regular old neighborhood. The nice one, and yeah. then you come to these houses, and some of them are unbelievable right unexpectedly unexpected we were on it and um so my point was is that i wanted to thank my volunteers that helped um by making a banana cream pie for them but everyone left and before i could i cut through the banana cream pie (laughs) oops so we just had a banana cream pie and it was so good like toot toot it was amazing and it was super simple so um the crust i just took graham crackers and some earth balance butter mashed up the graham crackers put some butter in there melted butter threw it in the oven for like 10 minutes took it out and then um there's a new vanilla pudding um what's the like brand of pudding jello yeah jello has made a new um like mix and it's one of the it's like just pudding or something it's supposed to be like simpler ingredients which it is and it doesn't it's vegan so i bought two of those and mixed it with soy milk even though they say on the package that they don't set that's bullshit it does set um but just to make sure i put some of that agar agar powder in there and um, so it was just the vanilla pudding and the agar and i think i put like vanilla flavoring just to just to be like extra. And um, so put like a layer of bananas down, the pudding down. And then I made a coconut cream whipped cream. So the, you got to buy coconut cream. I think I've talked about this in the last podcast. But you buy coconut cream, put it in the fridge, and then don't shake it up. You just want the fat that's on the top. And I mixed that with powdered sugar and put that on top and then put bananas on top again. It Sounds was, healthy. Yeah, it wasn't. You know, <laughs> not at all. But it was really good. I think the crust was my favorite. Yeah, it was my favorite dessert you've ever made. Yeah, well, that's... You've made some good ones. A stretch. I feel like you say that, like, every time I have, like, a new dessert, you know? No. This is my favorite. Until the next one. This is the favorite. Okay, well, it was really good. So, um, that's that. Now, moving on to the mice. We really just... There's a lot to catch up on cheese. We just caught them all. We didn't, though. That's a lie. So, in the past month... We have caught and released 10 <laughs> I think mice. in the last podcast, we are like, we thought we had one, and we actually had three. Yeah. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> or no, we had like four we caught in one day. Yeah. it's. I mean, it's but gross. We just keep catching them. It's disgusting. It's not cool. But they're also really cute. They're like adorable. But they're wreaking havoc. Uh, we have one under our sink. Or two or three or ten. I don't know. But I just know there's still something eating stuff under the sink. They're out of the pantry, though. So that's good. good. Well, we'll try. Maybe they came back. Maybe I didn't take them far. Well, enough. that's what I'm kind of worried or concerned about. If uh, anybody out there has ever had 
a colony of mice in their home. Please let us know. We took them, like, the first couple ones, you took them, like, a mile and a half away. Yes. And then the next one, then we just got lazy. And there's, like, a huge field in our backyard. So we were like, let's just release them into the backyard or into this field. Yeah. But, but like did a, they come back? It's like a baseball field past an alley outside of our property. It's not just, like, out it's the pa- back door. It's, well, it's past, there's an alley in between the field and us. Yeah, we'd have to come through, like... But I don't know. But they're living in luxury here. Why wouldn't they truck it back? Would it be? We're in, gonna start in, marking them. Would it be inhumane if we tied like a little string around its ankle, like no. like a like an ankle monitor? Yeah. No. Like, why don't we just take a little like paint? Those things, James. <laughs> that, that's messed up. No, like a little paint on its fur. Just shoot it with like some spray paint. No, just like a. I'll just you know take like a paintbrush and just little swatch of paint on their back. Um, what do you think we're gonna tag them with literal tags? No, I mean, that's I just, harder to do around their that, little tiny feet. Is that is that mean? I not hurting them. We're doing it. I yeah, I don't know. We got to figure this out because I can't have mice anymore. It's really not cool. Yeah, it's like pretty unsanitary. It's kind of embarrassing to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> well, moving on then. Yeah. Uh, stop mentioning. Every time you mention it, I'm like, yeah. Shh. It's fun to catch them. They're, they're nice. Yeah, they are nice. Okay. So we talked about food. We talked about our home and garden tour. We talked about everything. We're good to go. Yeah. And some new, some new stuff. We can save it for another one. Yeah. Another um, one. Well, speaking of news. Yeah. There was all this. Uh, we don't need to get into the Anthony Bourdain thing or whatever. We don't. Let's talk but about there it. There was some big articles Isn't about- Isn't that what like, the whole show's about? About how vegans responded to that. I, yeah. we, I looked up this show before, mm-hmm. after His... he died, but before um, this whole vegan thing came about. Because he's anti, he was anti-vegan, right? Yeah, I mean, he's just said some things that yeah, he's not pissed like... off some vegans, but- after was it Kate Spade killed herself, mm-hmm. and then he did, and then not just necessarily necessarily that, but like you know dealing with our students at school. Mm-hmm. I think there's a fine line between, well, maybe a really thick line actually. Yeah, where are we Between going depression this? and mood. Okay. Um, oh, are you just laying out the the rules of this podcast? Yeah. Okay. I think it's important to keep that. I don't Cognizant? know. I don't think I've ever suffered from depression. Okay. Ever or anywhere near it. Um, uh, yeah, no, I would say you're probably not ever been depressed. Yeah. So I don't know what exactly. There's probably people who suffer from this, like more of like a an illness than just I'm in a bad mood for a month. Like, right. It's a continual illness. So I just want to make it clear that. We're not saying your diet's going to cause you to dep- be depressed or not. Depressed. Yeah. We're neither of us really know much about it at all. But yeah. That, that's a nice disclaimer. Because someone who hangs themselves obviously is you it's know, not because they're some, eating cheeseburgers. Some t- tomatoes and broccoli wouldn't have saved them. Right. Um, so make that but clear. It but it could have. <laughs> well, you never know. But I'm sure that dude ate a lot of really good food. Uh, but aside from all of this podcast, um, a whole dialogue started online about, you know, how terrible vegans are for how they reacted to this and i think it's also well hold on a second vegans online yeah it's like one vegan probably said one thing and then it's like oh see they're so so judgmental the story is that anthony bourdain said these awful things about vegans like he in one quote it was like i don't want to live in a world where i don't get to eat cheese and 
meat broth or something. And I was like, that you probably shouldn't have said that. But, <laughs> yeah. but like vegans being outspoken online, anyone being outspoken online is not a real person. Yeah. So like, I mean, they're just trolls. I'm, I troll. I do it. It's fun. I get a kick out of people. Oh sometimes. yeah. Well, it started. But with- it's not. It's not a person. It's not me being a real human being. You know, like. Yeah. That's just. It's someone sitting in their home that's judging other people with absolutely no recourse on it because they're just. You know, they can like delete their comment. The first thing I saw, which I'm assuming someone listening to this probably saw this on Facebook. Uh, vegan humor. I follow on Facebook. And it hits gigantic conversation uh, group, yeah. Oh. And it's really off-color jokes mm-hmm. all the time, and it's it's a funny sight. And obviously, Lisa beats your meat being the title of our show. Yeah, we're not that sensitive to jokes. Um, but there was a meme of him saying something about like veganism will never be a social the acceptable thing to do mm-hmm. over his dead body or something. It was like a really harsh, yeah. harsh joke for some dude who just died. It's pretty hard. And uh, this page went apeshit. Like, yeah. But it was just like one person posted it. It was a joke. And there was this whole argument about like, you know, this is why vegans have this, you know, this perception that they're judgmental yeah. and I don't know. It was interesting to read it all. But half um, the things but that the, people vegan say are just to get a reaction. Yeah. But at the end of the day, like that was one tiny thing. But apparently there were a lot of tweets and a lot of um, articles written about tweets about how vegans react to this. Um, oh. So end of the day, that's not the point of this podcast. Um, we're taking that, the high road. That all. No, I don't care. That all happened after. We just looked into, and if you've suffered from depression and ever went to a doctor, diet has come up. This is something that's not off the table medically at all. It's not the only thing, but it might be a factor. It is, and it's something that's being accepted. There's actually a nutritional psychiatry Mm -hmm. um, field of medicine now, like an official field of medicine. That I think your diet and how you feel is there's a huge correlation there. Well, I have some facts and statistics to support you that. Get into it. <laughs> and I try to. I read a lot about like the science of why, and I find that to be a little confusing too. But we can we can get on that. Mm-hmm. But bad moods and depression, uh-huh. a lot of people think are linked to diet. And, why uh, so, Mister Murray? Well, first study I read about was from uh, Harvard Health Publishing. Um, this is a dietary pattern characterized by high consumption of red and or processed meat. Refined grains, sweets, high-fat dairy, butter, potatoes, gravy. Man, gravy. And low intakes of fruits and vegetables is associated with increased risk of depression. That was the result from this Harvard study. which Increased risk. Yeah, increased risk of depression. Um, but the first question that came up in most of these articles that I read about was, what's coming first? The, the depression or the bad eating or the bad eating because some people eat because of depression and then it's just a cycle yeah it's and then they feel guilty for what they eat and then they get it's even worse it's a spiral yeah i mean alcoholism happens and drug addiction happens yeah. like that also um but i don't know well they did a study on it but um, if you break it and you eat right then you know yeah and that's the thing like exercise and endorphins we've talked about that mm-hmm. but I've never met anyone who started eating healthy and exercising who was like, like, this sucks. I hate this crap. That's (laughs) why it's weird. They're always like excited and they brag about it and they want to tell everybody and they feel good. Yeah, that like stereotype of people who are dieting, quote unquote, who are like pissy because they're not eating enough food or something. Like I don't necessarily think that's a true assessment of 
someone, you know? Yeah. Well, there was a study that, along with the Harvard study, that um, looked at baseline diets and then calculated the risk of developing depression. Um, and then healthier diets were associated with significantly lower risk of developing depression. So it wasn't, you know, playing with a diet with mm-hmm. depressed people. It was here's a baseline of people who have never suffered any depression, mm-hmm. followed them throughout their lives, and the development of it had a ton to do with diet too. Again, to the point where, you know, a lot of the stuff we talk about is not medically accepted by, you know, doctors across the country. But this is. But this is this is a field of medicine now. Well, because this I mean, you take away the vegan aspect. They're just saying a healthy diet like that's their definition. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So their healthy, quote unquote, healthy diet might not be vegan. So yeah, not necessarily talking about a vegan diet where we would obviously say that a vegan diet would be the healthiest one. But these doctors are saying any healthy diet is going to lead. Yeah. It's it's mostly vegan with some exceptions. But then, of course, I've found some good articles that say vegan's the way to go. Give vegan the winner if you were to rank them. Yeah. Uh, But that Harvard study, um, the gist of it came out you know eat plants and a ton of them fruits vegetables whole grains mostly unprocessed stuff and uh, avoid the fatty meats mm-hmm. um, fish though which we'll talk about in a minute is a uh, the question yeah it's it's gonna help but um, well hold on talking about I, doctors the I can't hold on what's about what about the fish <laughs> let me jump to that one um, usually when you're like a, what a diet would tell you uh-huh. when it comes to depression is that you need to increase uh, omega-3 fatty acids. Right. Um, DHA? EPA? I don't know all these acronyms. That's what omega-3s. I just had an omega-3 pill. I had a DHA pill. Wasn't your mom was asking about that the other day? Yeah. But I also get plenty <laughs> of that stuff in like nutritional yeast and flaxseed. And blah, yeah, blah, you blah, can blah. get it in other places. Right. Um, so the That's why she, she made up an argument and she was like, I wonder about like cultures that have never eaten a fish. And I was like, mom, yeah, there's societies out there for thousands of years that never were anywhere near an ocean or a lake and they didn't eat fish and they've sustained life. They're they're getting their omega-3s somehow. And she was like, I just don't know where they get it from. Like (laughs) other sources. Well, the, uh, that physician's committee for responsible medicine has a good, uh, a good section on their website that has all these like medical studies. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I've been reading them lately as we try to remain as professional. Yeah. As professional as possible. At least, you know, if we're going to present information, um, I want it to be backed by science and yeah, studies and trials. We're just relaying information. Especially since we don't know shit about any of this um, science stuff. But uh, so a recent study from the British journal, of course the UK guys are getting it. Um, Analyze the diet patterns and risk of depression with 3,500 participants over five-year periods. This is the biggest study I could find okay. on diet and depression. Um, and that's that's a lot. Of, that's a pretty large sample and a long period of time. And again, individuals eating whole foods reported fewer symptoms than people who consume processed food while comparing vegetarian to omnivores. Um, vegetarians reported more positive moods and meat eaters. Obviously there. Um if you're already a vegan, which I assume a lot of our listeners are, you probably know this. I don't know. We need a term for people who are trying to transition. Mm, yeah, I don't know. A trans vegan. <laughs> <laughs> a, tra- a trans omnivore. I identify as vegan today. I'm a trans vegan. <laughs> a transitional vegan. 
<laughs> well, it, it's funny that you say that because I was thinking about, um, like, most of the people that we're surrounded by. Mm-hmm. Like, there's some people who are blatant, like, belligerent, you know. Meat eaters? Yeah, that are just, oh, blah, 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 blah. But most there's people. There's, like, one in my life. Yeah, I can think of one. Maybe two or three. And I don't, he's not fun to hang out with. And most intelligent, um, you know, concerned citizens mm-hmm. that are. You know, they're interested in the economic and the environmental yeah. and the health aspects of this. And, you know, they're they're open to it. They're open to the conversations. 100%. They they maybe gravitate that way when it's convenient. They might not when it's inconvenient. Um, but it's funny that there is a probably almost everyone I, I know yes. that's not a vegan is somehow at least dabbling in a yeah. little bit. I would venture to say that every single person inside my social circle yeah, they're they're not vegan, but they appreciate the knowledge, and they they definitely eat vegan food. Trans vegans, trans vegan. I don't know. I don't want to get in trouble <laughs> for that. But I think that any educated person who hears um, the information takes it and says, "Yeah, like it doesn't hurt someone to eat a vegan meal." You know? Yeah, yeah. So that's that's. Uh, that's cool. Yeah, That's I think we've moved, we've moved. It's, it is progressive. We moved away from the like, oh, the, you know, like like Neanderthals of the world. They're like, oh, I just can't live without my meat. Oh. Yeah, and even the most How of the people that I know that are like that, like after are that, not healthy. Well, no, after that, they're like, but actually, like they'll they'll come tell me every time they had a vegan meal. Yeah. Like, but last night we just had vegetables. Um, I'm like, oh, good for you. You know, I eat a lot more than just vegetables. Except for that one guy. I'd be that, pissed if Lisa just made me vegetables one no. night. Well, I mean, that is what I'm making just in like a... Cooler form. Yeah. But the one guy that is the Neanderthal was like, are you going to be vegan when you're pregnant? I was like, yeah, you dumbass. It's like, no, I'm going to give that up. I'm just going to totally change my diet. For nine months, I'm going to eat bacon. Oh, speaking of that, I'm kind of off the subject here, but... I had like a really weird vegan social interaction over the weekend that I didn't talk to you about and I saved it because I wanted to talk to you about it during this. Look at you. Um, So we went to the after party of the tour, the home and garden tour, and it poured buckets on us. But before it started raining, um, I was holding Bob and um, Bob just he's he'll just point to food and be like, give me like he does like the more sign. Yeah. Like like the sign language thing. And um, he just pointed to like a random person's dit or you know meal and was like give me like more and uh it was kind of embarrassing but whatever and the guy didn't think about it and he was it was like pasta salad and he was like oh does he want some here you go and he pulled out a piece of pasta salad that was just like drenched in cheese and he was like and like i didn't want to be rude and be like oh thank you he's vegan you know (laughs) (laughs) it wouldn't really like Maybe that was like me shying away from being like a, a, you know, true to myself. But yeah, so I took the piece of pasta and like made him. I like pulled as he gave it to me. I like pulled the cheese off of the piece of pasta. And so the Bob just could have like the tip of it. He didn't Slick. even yeah, he didn't even get like any pasta. And then I had to throw it away in my hand. Had like Italian dressing on it. Who's going to pop that vegan cherry? What do you mean? It's to, gonna happen eventually. Just like he's talk gonna, about he's, it. No, he's gonna accidentally get Cheese? something in his mouth. It's oh. not vegan. Yeah, probably. <laughs> but it was just—it was like a weird social interaction because. Yeah, it's awkward because people would be like, "What? Well, you doing it was, that to your child?" I, not to like. It was weird on the guy's part too because, like, 
maybe the diet of my child is more personal to me, but like, what if he's lactose intolerant? Yeah, most people be if, like, can he have this? Yeah, he didn't. He didn't ask can at all. It was, yeah, it was like, I here's prob- the piece of cheese. I was I like, I probably wouldn't either. I just give. Would a kid you offer food. a child like just a random baby some some of your food? <laughs> if he if he was looking like he wanted some, I probably would. I don't know. I don't know. It was awkward, and I didn't really know how to deal with the situation. It was also raining. Bob was like upset. I think if. I had my bearings about myself. I probably would have started that conversation, but I wasn't feeling it. Yeah. Next year. I was apparently they were doing like tequila shots when people left. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. It was a it was a torrential downpour we had to go. It was insane. Um all right. So where were we? I don't know. Um, I thought I asked a question about fish and I don't really think you answered it. Yeah, we're coming up on it. So apparently oh, we're still like still talking about fish. Um inflammation to the brain. So we're now gonna get like the chemical imbalances in your brain that actually cause mood and feelings. Mm-hmm. The um, serotonin. Yes. So inf- inflammation, which um we avoid as vegans. Mm-hmm. Your body is far from inflamed. Um but There's in the a brain, little inflammation. Yeah. It's like a little like that's just like the wear and tear of your body. It just happens. Yeah. But like yeah, there's like a spectrum of it. Well, the neurotransmitters in your brains and stuff. So plant foods are high in antioxidants mm-hmm. and phytochemicals. We've talked about these Yeah. Things. And they help decrease inflammation in your brain cells. So your brain's not Yeah. We talked about swelling. the phytochemicals and the free radicals, right? I remember the phytochemicals. That's probably why I read it and I could pronounce it because you talked about it. Yeah. And the free radicals on the chemical level, like attached to the... Like the compound of free radicals, and they help to balance them out. But then, if, if we did have those like zingers that flew in, this would be like science with Lisa. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, but I don't. I I think I told this one time, and then I asked yeah, you our wanna, friend, and she was who's like a scientist, and she was like, "No, that's not it." <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Catherine, yes, it is." Glad she doesn't listen to our show. Oh no, she couldn't handle it. One time, she told me she re- like listened to half of one, and was like, "Oh my god, I have to turn it off." <laughs> God. Like, thanks, best friend. Yeah. Um. But it, you know, we don't need to go into the free radicals. Yeah. But well, antioxidants help with free radicals, and free radicals lead to inflammation. Have you heard of the term arachidonic? <laughs> no, but it's funny. I saw it up on your computer. Oh come on! Like as like yeah, like how to pronounce it, <laughs> yeah. and I was like arachnoid. Like, like what is this on his computer? Like all week I was pushing that button. <laughs> it's like the weirdest <laughs> word. What so, is it again? A r a c h i d o n i c. Okay, how do you say um, it? Arachidonic. Arachidonic. Sounds like a ratchet. Arachidonic. Arachidonic. What does it mean? Um, so foods that are high in arachidonic acid uh-huh. um, cause different chemical reactions in your body okay that sounds um, like like our students used to be like she's ratchet <laughs> yeah she's ratchetonic they kind of went away just eating that ratchetonic food no. but are ratchetonic foods good no they're bad oh um so chicken there you go. Eggs, uh, once again ratchet the, is bad the progressive students they know what they're talking about before yeah, we do ratchet come from i don't know but i like somebody it. It was a really good describing word. When you called someone ratchet, it was like, yes, I yeah. know exactly what you're talking it about. It hit hard, but it wasn't like socially known enough by anyone that's a s- authority to us. Yeah. We could call kids that and yeah, get that, away with that it. That kid is ratchet. Uh, All right, moving on. A ratchetonic. It's not as much of a chuh, but 
Anyways, um, if you eat foods high in this, like chicken, eggs, animal products, it'll set off a cascade of chemical reactions in your body. And they lead to inflammation um, in your bloodstream, and then that's going to lead up into your brain. Um, and then that causes an overactive immune response. Mm-hmm. And then when inflammation reaches the brain, it leads to feelings of anxiety, stress, hopelessness, depression. So they're when they study the brain, they see that this arachidonic stuff mm-hmm. causes that inflammation. And then that inflammation is what leads to these feelings. Wow. Um, which is weird to think about because I don't know if I necessarily... It's hard to prescribe totally to that because... How's a feeling affected by some foods I ate? Yeah, or just what's going on in my brain. Yeah. I mean, I guess if if I won the lottery today and won like $6 million, mm-hmm. I'd be in a really good mood today. Mm-hmm. Um, what would be setting that off? Would it be... The food you You know, would my brain all of a sudden be less inflammatory? Yeah, right. would it be the food aid? Or would it just be like the circumstances that are surrounding me at the moment? Yeah, I think to say that... Like the idea that our body is reacting to foods we put into it and that our brain is reacting to foods we put Not into it. Not even just food. In, like well, our doing environment. something. Yeah. Right. But instead of our like that's like the question of like our soul and our brain, you know, like you'd like to think that you have total control over your brain, that your brain is like controlled by you. Yeah. And I always he- did. And yeah. When you hear like- situations where it's like this food is going to possibly create you to feel hopelessness it's like well that means that i'm not feeling hopelessness it means that i'm just it makes you like more of like an animal instead of yeah what we feel is we're such a but i guess if you get to the point where you're on antidepressant medicine which Mm -hmm. a lot of americans are Mm -hmm. um over 10 percent then i guess you have accepted the fact that you're Something's just going on really in your in brain, control. yeah, outside of the environment that you're surrounded by every day. Yeah, um, it's like me the opposite yeah, of mind over matter. My mood, I guess, my mood does change. You know, I used to think like, you know, if I'm working on a car or something, and mm-hmm. there's a certain thing that could happen while I'm working on it that would just cause me complete chaos. Um, but I think back to times where that's happened and. It's caused different reactions at different times. Oh, yeah. you know, the exact same problem. I'd either be like, "Oh, okay, well, I know, I'll get to the mm-hmm. the bottom of it eventually." I always do, or I'm like, "This is the end of the freaking world." Yeah, I hate this. Why do I even do this? Your analogies are so spot on. Thank you. <laughs> That's your expertise. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> Must have been the dinner I ate. <laughs> no, but I think this is a weird concept that. This idea that our brain reacts to environment and, well, environment is your food. This would be, yeah, I mean, it, it's obviously a little it, of both. It takes away some of, like, you, you know? It takes away, like, Personal soul. responsibility yeah. or, yeah, surroundings. Because you'd like to think that, like, doesn't matter what I'm eating or what's going on in my life, I can control my brain, but that's maybe not the case. Yeah, and I think... Maybe I'm just a super freaking happy person because I'm eating apples all the time. That could be it, too. And I think that's where it gets a little scary, almost, even, and questionable and, I guess, difficult to talk about. And we'll, again, throw the disclaimer out there that we don't know what we're talking about. When I think about, like, someone like either Kate Spade or, what was his name? Anthony Anthony Bourdain. Bourdain killing themselves. Like, I read a couple articles about you know, the last conversation that Kate Spade had with her dad was like super positive. Really? And it was right before she did it. And then same with him. Like he had 
a lot of positive things going on. So it's like what a, a lot of times I think people are so convinced that it is. I don't know. I, I feel like if, it's if you out get of their control or that it's in their control and it's it's them failing at it. I don't know. Mm. Like I've again never been anywhere close to the point of you know suffering to the point of like suicide, you know. No. And I've I've known people who have been to that point mm-hmm. and again not necessarily showing it. The people are on these like some people are on these battles in their head that they they well, have trouble think, expressing outside of their yeah, head. Yeah, but then I think it even gets worse when you take that ownership away and you say, like, I'm going to be on this antidepressant pill and then you have to be on the pill because you don't have control of your brain. And then it's like you get not addicted to these antidepressants, but I feel like you feel the need to have them because you can't control it. Yeah, a lot of times it does come back to some kind of event. substance that was in there or an event, but some kind of substance that that person was taking um i don't know but again i don't want to talk too much that's that's deep that's intense well yeah i just keep thinking like when i talk about this stuff there's probably someone listening um that has suffered deeply Mm -hmm. they're like you guys don't know what you're talking about exactly but may or maybe (laughs) they'll be like well maybe i you know there's some things i can think about um so again i guess it all comes back to inflammation in the brain and that's going to cause the brain to release some of these feelings of anxiety and stress and hopelessness. Yeah. I felt like anxiety like a couple Ugh, times in my life. The worst. It was you have? For like a minute. Ugh. And it was like I need a little anxiety. <laughs> I don't, that's you're lucky. Yeah. Uh, but no, lucky. like my family has a ton of it. My grandmother, like she passed away this past year, she had serious anxiety problems and it was awful to see someone like um, it's out of their control, hundred percent. Like the anxiety, like someone having like a like a panic attack. Yeah, they don't want to be having a panic attack. I think that would be the worst thing ever. Yeah, it's really sad. Yeah. Well. Anyways, um, back to these studies. People who avoided these arachidonic foods that have arachidonic acid in them report happier, positive moods. Um, but when you go to the doctor. Mm-hmm. generally mm-hmm. for depression or whatever if you're talking to a psychiatrist or there's usually this conversation comes up you know that you should be making sure you're eating the right kind of things and the omega-3 fatty acids always come into it has there been any studies that show about like not eating because i feel like a lot of depressed people um a segment of them don't eat like enough and they might not getting enough nutrients no, no, that, no. i didn't did come, come across anything any like that? that just like malnourished yeah like i feel like when i was um not that i was like depressed like they're like you're hangry all the time no like you just (laughs) don't you become just like nothing like i like when i was getting divorced i wasn't depressed but i was like super pissed you know just in general and um i feel like i didn't eat anything and it's like the joke you know like the divorce diet because i dropped like a bazillion pounds like, you think that affected your mood? Well, I think... Yes, it would. Yeah, that's why it had to have. Because if I go from eating like a nutritious, you know, daily meal or daily, you know, intake to... like, I mean, not just me, but this is like the breakup diet. Ladies would eat, you know, like a banana and be like, I'm good. I'm not hungry. <laughs> yeah. Um, they can't be getting enough nutrients in order to keep them from... Living a like a healthy lifestyle, but I'm wondering if not eating is just as bad as eating those foods, or if it's not the same. 
Hmm. But you didn't come across anything. So I'm just asking no. a question. <laughs> no, I mean, that makes sense, I guess. Yeah. I mean, obviously not eating is going to cause right. problems probably in your brain. Yeah. I don't know. I felt really good when I like saw that I lost a bunch of weight. I was well, like, yeah, Oof. there you go. It's just to, it's to get you back in the market. Yeah. I don't, it's like, it's not <laughs> cool, but I'm pretty sure a lot of that happens when you like break up with someone. It's like, oh, Lisa's looking pretty good after that divorce. Yeah. Or swoop in there and marry her. Oh my <laughs> gosh. babies. Okay. Um, anyways, <laughs> eat more Good food. Um, so <laughs> there was a study, <laughs> though, that looked at, you know, the fact that omega-3s, particularly from fish and animal products, um, being told that's going to improve your mood. So there was a study that I came across. It was a random controlled trial. Uh, it was done by the American Public Health Association. Um, broke these three groups up. The first group, which was the control group, um, maintain a diet with regular intake of animal products, like a standard American diet. Mm-hmm. Um, second group um, was a fish group consuming three to four servings of fish and shellfish per week, but restricted meat and poultry. And then the third group was a vegetarian group restricting almost all animal products. Um, the end of the trial after two weeks, because the vegetarian group had shown statistically like significant improvements like off the charts compared to the other two groups. Hmm. Um, in their POMS, which is the Profile of Mood Scores, and the DASS, DAS, that's funny. Calm DAS. DAS, uh, Depression, Anxiety, and Stress Scale. So these two scales, like the study was so overwhelmingly convincing that the, the vegetarian, um, that they got the information they needed, I guess. But the fish group did do better than the regular group. But, but the vegetarians veg- did better. Way better. Mm. So they're getting their omega-3s or whatever, mm-hmm. like you said, elsewhere. Yeah. Um, they weren't eating fish. Um, so that while participants in the fish group increased their intake of omega-3 fatty acids, our rachidonic acid levels remained mm. higher than those following the vegetarian diet. So even though you were getting that fish, you were still getting the arachidonic acid. Yeah. <laughs> so um, that... So Again, the omega went back to the proving that the arachidonic acid is what's causing bad. that swelling and those feelings of depression and okay. anxiety. But to clarify, the omega-3s are what help with inflammation and are good for you and will help with the inflammation in your head. But Not necessarily. But you, mean, can, you don't have to get that from fish. You can get it from something else. Maybe. They didn't say whether or not they were getting it from something else. Where else do you get it? Um, well, I take a pill because I'm pregnant right now, but I think it's also... But that pill doesn't come from a fish, right? I think it's also in flaxseed. They know, like, I used to take a fish oil pill. Mm-hmm. And they say those are, like, rancid. Those, like, don't work. Mm. I think flaxseed is where we get our omega-3s. I mm. will not look it up on my phone to stop. I do. I would not want to compromise the integrity of the conversation we're having currently. Not with some facts and statistics, but... Nope. Um, the seven-day Adventists we've talked about mm-hmm. were also vegetarian. Um, they statistically live four to ten years longer than an average yeah. Californian. And they're just super um, happy. But they showed similar results, yeah, for mood and depression. Um, fish has good fats but does have bad fats in it too. Mm-hmm. So as a vegetarian or vegan, you're going to avoid you know, the bad altogether. Mm-hmm. Um, the last scientific thing that I found interesting um, serotonin. Do you know mm-hmm. anything about serotonin? To your, your good transmitter? Or not transmitter. What are those things called? Endorphin? 
Yeah. So it's the happy endorphin? Yeah, I guess I know it's, all about that. So you talk about things that would I'm cause just, depression. I'm on it all the time currently. It's just being released serotonin. all the time. No, I'm just kidding. Where was that? The what? first trimester. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> I'm in trouble. Your chances of after this fun <laughs> diminished. Get you back there. Uh, tryptophan. And serotonin. Apparently, serotonin comes from tryptophan. Tryptophan. That's in Turkey, right? I was gonna say, what do you think of when you hear tryptophan? Uh, Apparently, that's not true. It's not in Turkey. It. I mean, it's it's not. I read an article that it is. That it's not what makes you tired. Um, there's not much of it. Not more than you're getting what on makes, a typical day. What makes these people tired after eating turkey is eating seven pounds of it and mashed potatoes and gravy and, and like seven stuffing. beers. Yeah. And all at like noon. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So. That's no one's funny. having a turkey sandwich, and they're like, "Ugh, I'm so tired." Yeah, <laughs> they're probably getting tryptophan and a lot of other things too, and it's not, you know, a thing. It's like you just had a celebration, which mm-hmm. includes eating as much food as possible, just stuffing your gills, and then you're like, you take a nap, and you're like, "Oh, it must have been the turkey because it's <laughs> Thanksgiving, and this is the day we eat turkey." Sometimes when it's Thanksgiving time and everyone's eating a lot, it like makes me not want to eat much. Yeah. Because I'm like, ugh, I don't know. I don't want to be, like, weighed down. Me, because I, I just want to drink some beers and watch yeah. football. You know what? That's yeah. also, that's a terrible habit, but that is very true. Yeah, drinking is not as fun when you're... When you're super full? Yeah. No. Kind of ruins it. You got to leave a little room in there. Exactly. Just appetizers, man. That's the whole <laughs> I, just the, I just eat the relish. <laughs> the piccalilli. Okay. Um, so serotonin is a neurotransmitter that's responsible for... Feelings of happiness and well-being. So we yeah. talked about how swelling is Bad a in negative brain. effect, but serotonin is something that's a negative effect, and it's produced by tryptophan. Mm-hmm. Um, serotonin is what like drugs will release in your head, like the antidepressants. No, or... like, no, like Molly. Oh, okay, those kind of drugs. How do you know? Because I had a close friend named Molly once. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, we get tryptophan from greens. Sunflower seeds, watercress, soybeans. Watercress? What is watercress? What are, it's like a lettuce. I was going to roll over that like I knew what it was. Uh, pumpkin seeds, pepitas. Pepitas. Pepitas are so good for you. They're good to eat too. Yeah. Uh, mushrooms, broccoli, pe- all the things that we eat. Mm-hmm. Um, but meat, such as turkey, contains it too, but the body can have a difficult time converting it. Oh. So here's where it gets interesting. If tryptophan just Fair. in general is going to cause serotonin to be released into your brain and give you these positive feelings uh-huh. um, why couldn't we just get it from turkey instead of the leafy greens uh-huh. um, so why? turkey and all of these other foods that contain it um, they release a bunch of other amino acids at the same time okay so there's some competition going on okay so in your brain yeah when when you get it from leafy greens and pepitas and all those things I just listed, um, that tryptophan is kind of coming at you alone. Okay. And that then, makes sense because yeah. I feel like the chemical makeup of watercress compared to the chemical makeup of turkey of some, yeah, is probably going to be simpler. Pig's ass or something. Right. There's more thing. I mean, this is just my stupid brain, but like there'd be more things in the turkey than in the watercress. Yeah, but there's tons of amino acids. Okay. And not all of them. Because amino acids good are fats protein. And bad fats, yeah. And they're yeah. not all going to help you. So to get that serotonin out of that tryptophan, 
it's a huge competition. Okay. And learning today. The way we get it, it just it's it's a direct shot. And that's that's why all those studies that we talked about seem to have that overwhelming evidence supporting that vegans and vegetarians are more, more happy. Ha- or happier. Or happier. So that's that's pretty good news. Yeah. Um, and then the other thing that's pretty interesting is uh so carbs. Mm-hmm. I wonder if, I don't know if keto people are annoyed or frustrated or sad or depressed all the time when they don't get to eat carbs um well no just apparently complex carbohydrates um they contain fiber Mm -hmm. and that slows the absorption of sugar (gasps) into your bloodstream wait do keto people not get enough fiber probably not i would imagine i don't know personal question i should not make public (laughs) (laughs) who knows i don't know much about exactly what that diet is but there's v uh, they're calling vks now the vegan ketos i'm uh, i'm in that facebook group too i, I like to i'm okay. fascinated by that vegan um, keto yeah because again the lower carbohydrates is a good thing because most of the carbohydrates that people get are just shit right processed shit so yeah. if you reduce that then you're good to go but you can still enjoy the complex carbohydrates. So they're going to slow down the absorption of sugar into your bloodstream Mm -hmm. and increase serotonin, the feel-good chemical, Mm -hmm. um, which decreases mood swings. So it's going to slow down that process and get it in there nice and steady. Okay. Um, So apparently depressed people, like seriously depressed people, crave carbohydrates. And a lot of times they turn to the crappy ones. Yeah. Um, but your body is asking for good vegetables and stuff. It's asking for all the things we just talked about. Oh. Your body's telling you t- to go get those carbohydrates, but people are going to, you know, craft mac potato and cheese chips. and potato chips and, you know, hamburger buns and stuff. Um, so I found, I found that to be very interesting. But um, they promote an increase in insulin production and allows muscles to absorb the amino acids. Um, which makes it easier for the tryptophan to cross the blood-brain barrier. Jeez. I don't know what that is. The um, blood increasing brain serotonin barrier. Serotonin. So yeah, I guess well, blood runs through, through your, brain, your brain, and then it jumps out into things. That's how, that's how I interpreted that. <laughs> <laughs> Does that make sense? Totally. It, it lowers that hurdle. It has to leap out of your bloodstream into your brain. Okay. <laughs> Um, that's going to increase your serotonin. But, I mean, obviously, if you're slowing down absorption, that makes sense to me, I guess. Yeah. On a logical level. Um, that's where the, the tryptophan is going to lead to the serotonin, which is the happy stuff. Um, and uh, we've talked, we we always talk about, like, the cost of things. Mm-hmm. Um, it's estimated in America. cheap. Just in America, the depression causes about 200 million work days. Um, each year, which costs about twenty to forty billion dollars in productivity. I put in like fifteen mental health days this like year. Stubbing your toe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I'm yeah. still upset about that thing that happened three weeks ago. Teachers call them that, but even aside from teachers, just people suffering from depression and stuff aren't going to want to get out of bed and go to work. Yeah. You're probably going to have a, a less positive outlook on whatever you do, mm-hmm. um, and that's financially costs a lot and about 83 billion dollars um last year in america due to medical expenses um that includes things like pills I don't know, the drugs yeah the diagnosis mm-hmm. the seeing Bottles a psychiatrist wine, um crackers and cheese one thing i didn't know is like like most In medical plans 
people housewives tv shows housewives tv shows um apparently a lot of like medical policies carry like you can go see a uh psychiatrist and that's medically covered hey i have a question all that costs money i'm confused this is probably not for the podcast but um you know we do those like health checkups with our um health insurance yeah the like bear what's it called biometric biometric screening or whatever um my like a couple people were talking about uh conspiracy theorists the government no they're like well they do that so that they can deny you coverage but how would you deny me coverage if i'm getting my insurance provided by my work i don't think they can deny you coverage but I don't know. I think at the end of the day, it's going to, I mean, what we do is we go, and this is anyone who's done this, but we go get a biometric screening. Mm -hmm. Um, We go because they give you like a $50 gift certificate. They're rewarding you for doing it. But they take that information. They is the insurance company. Right. Then they double reward you if you put that information into their website. Mm -hmm. Which we do. You're giving them the information on, which, I mean, to be honest, I think, they should. They have the right to require that, right? But they well, I mean, they try healthy. to encourage us to to do that. And yeah. We're super healthy, but if you're not and you're paying but, for this product, but I'm saying like these people that were like, well, they're they're doing that so that they can um, deny you coverage. But how like if I'm a teach, I'm not anymore. BT Dubs. Yeah, where we totally. work, they, there's no. They can't. Right. So what? It's a flat thing. Like I don't. Um, they can't like raise your I've, rate like, or anything. I've like heard people say that, and I'm not. I haven't had like a good comeback because I'm like I don't know what you're talking about, but I don't think that's possible. Yeah, I don't even think they could approach you on it either. But I think if you had like a terrible one, um, isn't I don't it just, know? Like they, the insurance company's trying to get a gauge of how much money this is going to cost. Exactly, they're they're gauging their product and probably trying to think of more macro solutions. Yeah. To this country being a mess or, or, or all of their people. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. It's that's, that's interesting because they can't, I yeah. mean, yeah, they can't deny someone with health insurance through their work. Yeah. If you work, so like Columbus city schools is like you're super price. unhealthy. Everyone else gets health insurance. You don't, but I wish, and I mean, I don't want to get political. Um, but I would love to see a time where, being healthy was rewarded. Yeah, I could. And being unhealthy I, it's was It's kind of like being yeah, a good kinda. driver. You know, if I haven't had an accident in five years, I'm going to pay less insurance than someone who had an accident a year ago. Yeah, that um, should be Maybe cool. I should pay less of insurance than somebody who's overweight and right. doesn't exercise and smokes cigarettes. Let me pop out like one more baby on our health insurance and then we can start talking <laughs> can start about talking that. start talking shit. Because we spent like 40 <laughs> grand of it last year and we're about to spend 40 grand of it again this year. Yeah, 30 on my knee too. Jeez. Last year was probably over 100 Gs in yeah. insurance. So let's, but that number is also exaggerated. $100,000 of health insurance yeah, it would have been half that. two pickles. It doesn't like mean anything, you know? It really doesn't. It's funny. We get these bills. Lisa for some reason, at the new year, um, one they of my... They kicked me off my insurance. Yeah, they didn't update with Lisa on it for some reason. Yeah. So they it back, you know, paid everything. But for a while, we were getting bills as if Lisa was uninsured going to these appointments mm-hmm. for being pregnant. And it was like, 
you know, $500, but because you don't have insurance, $100. And it's like, well, where did that $400 yeah. go? I don't know. Why can't they just, just wipe that off if insurance isn't covering it? There was, there was a lot of no insurance credits. It's ridiculous. It just seems bizarre. And it's, sorry, that's off the point, but it just seems weird. No, we've, yeah, and we've, we've covered it all. Um, but again, um, but not, again, not just, do I say that a lot? You do. You say, but again. <laughs> what do I say when I do my Instagram stories? <laughs> You're making fun <laughs> of me the other day. Uh, you just all say, right. All or, right. Or okay. That's your favorite. Um, we're not just talking about depression, though. Um, this topic came up because there was a lot of things in the news about these two suicides. I that thought you came very... up with this topic before they committed suicide. Uh, maybe I did. No, I didn't, actually. No. It was after... Um, that it was right around the Bourdain thing because mm-hmm. I was thinking because he's such a f- I thought he was a cook but then I realized he was more like a traveler that talked about food and yeah. entertainment I don't even know the guy I've n- literally never heard of him yeah, in my whole entire life don't but know much. I started reading a lot about him I've recognized him he looked really familiar yeah. um, but it's super sad it's really sad but he's like a young child it's so sad I mean we've I've you've had people in your family we've all had everyone's had someone in their family that suffered so Serious mental health issues. Yeah. And there's a lot of suicide in this world that gets unchecked. And there's a lot of like serious stuff. But let's put all that aside for a second. Just skipping through your day-to-day life. You know, what kind of attitude are you walking into work with every day? How yeah. do you, how you, how you interacting with your kids? How you dealing with an unexpected situation? Um, that's your mood. And I just feel if, your food helps. Your diet helps you get like ahead of the game. You know, like... If I'm eating right and I'm, I've got my lunch packed and it's like of all this great stuff. When I finish up my lunch, I'm feeling good. I'm not feeling like down and bloated because I just ate a bunch of food. Like on a like a very there's like the macro level of this, like this yeah. inflammation in your head, and then there's like the micro level of this, which is like I literally just had a meal that made me feel good. You I know, tr- like, I used the word macro a few minutes ago, so yeah. I already stole the smart sounding i was i was piggybacking on your theme (laughs) what's a meal that you eat now that you're like kale salad when you eat kale salad you're like hell yeah no on the flip where you're like god damn i shouldn't have ate that (laughs) i really overdid it i don't know the the chinese sometimes chinese and i've tried to not we shouldn't eat chinese anymore i can't stop yeah i don't eat it to um like Till I'm super full anymore because I can't eat anything till I'm super full because there's just no room in my stomach. Yeah. So. When you make me grilled cheese. And you, you have your like three of them. You've never made anywhere near enough for me to feel like. Full. Yeah. But I would never stop eating them. One grilled cheese. If you cheese. made seven, I would eat all seven. One, you're allowed one grilled cheese. It's one sandwich. You, you made one more. the other day and you're like, there's four slices of cheese on it. Yeah. And you were and like, not enough. Every bite, I like set it down and then I looked at it for a few minutes and I was like, that was so good that I'm not going to take another one. Oh I want this to last as long as possible. And then I was like, I went to the kitchen and I was like, Lisa, can we make one more? And you're like, so like, tired. we can make one more. But by the time I finally took that last bite, I was like, oh. That was a lot of food. <laughs> oh my god! But I would have just kept eating it. No, I don't. I don't have that luxury anymore. I don't have any room. I'm just huge. You're super pregnant. I'm real. I'm not even close to being done, though. I have You're three and it. a half months left. You, you went and worked three straight hours today, painting, trim, yeah, nonstop. I was, I was literally on it. nonstop. We did yeah. not stop. No, I was impressed. I don't stop, man. 
I like working. Like I do like. Yeah, I was thinking about that working. when you're not pregnant and you're gonna be super. Just like moving. Productive in these homes. Yeah. All right, we can wrap it Bring up. Bring baby jail and. Yeah. Just paint windows. For sure. There's not like stuff on the ground or whatever. Yeah. Well, this is 48. 48. Um, I tried to go back and see when our first one was, but. Um, Don't no, reference our first one. No. But remember when I accidentally deleted the first 10 podcasts? Yeah. And then you brought them back. <laughs> yeah. I had like downloaded them into Podbean and I thought I was just deleting like my personal mm-hmm. downloads of the show. And I deleted the first 10 episodes of the show. So I put them all back in August. So they all have the same August date. Oh. Which means our numbers are a little skewed too. But um, anyways, I know it was July. And okay. so we're coming up on a full year of yeah. Lisa Beach Your Meat. Um, I'm thinking episode 50. Well, definitely episode. So we have to do one next week. Mm-hmm. And then episode 50 is a big, that's a big episode. Okay. And then we're going to do it at the beach. Oh. Oh. Teresa and Connor are going to be on it. I already okay. told Teresa she's going to be on it. So great. Um, and they're super cool and fun, and they're going to be Bob's godparents. Yep. So he's getting baptized this Sunday. He is. We're going to New York. Yep. So on the road again. Traveling New York this weekend, and the following weekend will be in the Outer Banks. Mm-hmm. So Jimmy's any, favorite place. In the I'm world. so excited. Any beaters in the Outer Banks? You have an open invitation to episode 50. Oh my God. Well, hit us up. Okay. We'll have you over. <laughs> um all right so that was depression and your mood or your diet and how why you should eat more broccoli it's apparently good for your brain um and that was it right watercress yeah so episode 49 coming up and then the beach episode yep sounds good all i remember from our early ones is that in like the first or second episode i was like in episode 72 we'll talk about how we like got together do you remember that oh you did say that once or twice yeah. that was a false statement well time is there's still time <laughs> 72 is coming <laughs> okay uh thanks for listening and rate us and follow us on instagram and are thirsty um and anything else social media related so that's it thanks and we'll see you soon